Turn to James chapter 1 tonight. Like I said this morning, some of y'all got, would have gotten mad at me yet this morning about the message, but I know some of y'all are going to get mad at me this message. It's going to hit you right where it hits you at. Amen. James chapter 1. Uh, again, let's begin in verse 21. James chapter 1, verse 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, severity, and naughtiness, and receive with the meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And we can just stop right there and shout like that. The, the word that's able to save your souls. Then he said, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For behold himself and goeth his way and straightforward, forgetting what manner of man he was. But whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you for your mercy and grace. Father, we're so thankful that you came looking for us, Lord. And we're so thankful that we're able to give back what you have given us. And the Lord, I just ask the infant of yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The last few verses here in James chapter 1 reveals us a couple of things about the Word of God and the ways of man. Here we find the words of God reveals to us as a picture. God has given us an illustration so that we can get a, a hold of it. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Thank God for the book of James because we would not know this picture of what God has got for us if it had not been for James. He said that is the, that is the word of God is like in a glass or a mirror. He said in verse 23, For if any hearer the word and, and not a doer, he is like in a man that beholding his natural face in a glass. We have talked about the word of God. When it's not just milk, uh, it's not just honey, it's just not meat, it's not bread or water and seed but, and a sword, all those things, uh, but it's also a mirror. And you know what a mirror is. That's, a mirror does what uh, uh, it does, and can I say, the mirror is always correct this evening. No one has ever looked in the mirror after they get up in the morning and look at the mirror and says, you're a liar. Uh, we like to. We would like to say that. We'd like to say that's not me in the mirror. But the mirror has never lied. It shows us. It reflects us. And you always have to comply with what the mirror shows you. If your hair's messed up, your lipstick messed up, your eyeshadow messed up, you always have to comply with what the mirror shows you. I, I don't like my mirror because every time I look in it, some old gray-headed man's there, and, and it upsets me, so I, I don't like my mirror. But the mirror is not going to lie to you. The mirror is going to reflect what it actually sees. A mirror simply tells the truth. Can I say, when we look into the Word of God, it's always right. 
I have, I have an issues with it. So anyone approaching the Word of God and immediately tries to change it because they don't like what the Word reveals to them or what He's trying to tell them. The Scripture is absolutely accurate and reliable tonight. We don't judge it, it judges us. We don't correct it, it corrects us. I find many times I'm telling, reading it and, it mean, and then all of a sudden I find that it's reading me instead of I am reading it. It's telling me about me. It's the Word of God. And it is alive tonight. A mirror, it is always right. The Word of God is a mirror that has revealed things to us. Do you know what a mirror does? also does? It, they reveal you to places that need to be cleaned. Amen. Corrected, changing. You walk in the mirror and you see dirt on your face. Absolutely, you want to clean that off before you go outside. You want to comply with what the mirror has shown you. The mirror has told you. Nobody else, nobody looked in the mirror and sees something wrong and said, well, you know, that's okay. I don't need to change that. I don't need to correct that. No one has ever looked in the mirror and said that. You try to stay uh, uh, in with the mirrors long, uh, long enough to correct what is wrong, what the mirrors told you is wrong with you. That's why we approach the Word of God through the preaching and teaching and reading the book, and yet we walk away and do not fix what the Word of God has showed us so plainly that we need fixing tonight. Paul said, preach the Word. You know that Preaching does. It, 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 it holds the mirror. It holds it to your face and forces you to look at things that needs to be corrected in your life. That's why people don't want Bible preaching anymore. Yeah, they, they want a story told to them. They need story time. They want opinions. Uh, they don't want to be told the truth. They don't want the, the Word of God to be held up to them. They don't want revival preaching because it reveals the thoughts and the intent of the heart. If, you, if I throw the mirror uh, in your face, it forces you to confront what is wrong with you today and who you really are. James not only reveals us the word of God, but he also the ways of man. And the ways of man is this. We are forgetful. We are forgetful. We're forgetful about what the mirror has shown us. When I say forgetful, I'm not talking about uh, uh, that in that sense of forget. We're forgetful in the fact that we choose not to do what the mirror has instructed us to do. The person that James highlights in verse 25, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not, here is the person that I'm preaching on tonight, and we should try to avoid being this person, a forgetful hearer. The one kind of hearer that we should never, should always try to avoid is being a forgetful hearer tonight. I admit that I am forgetful. I am, forget, I am a forgetful person. If I go out to eat and get my belly full, I, I'm through. I, I am through. I, there have been times that I've been standing looking at somebody, and I'm looking at them, they're talking away, and all of a sudden my mind has drifted somewhere else, and I'm looking right through them. I hadn't heard a word they said, and all of a sudden I had to catch myself and reel myself back in and say, excuse me, what did you say? 
I'm I'm somebody that drifts away. And and I, I, I can't remember all the things that I need to remember. I need somebody to remind me. That's why I got married. I need somebody to remind me where I failed and remind me what I need to do. Amen. I need somebody in my life to remind me who I am. Can I say that as us when it comes to the church and the Word of God? Too many times we have forgotten our bellies full of preaching and teaching of the Word of God, and, and we walk out and forget everything that was told to us, everything that was shown to us, and, and what God expects out of our lives. Everything that God said He wanted to, to get straightened out in your life, everything that God wanted you to get rid of out of your life, we walk out the door and we forget what God has said. And by the time you go home, you walk to that mirror and went right back doing what you, God has told you not to do. You promised God you wouldn't do it, but right back doing the same exact thing. Amen? Or start doing something you shouldn't have been doing. Many times we're forgetful hearers by the time we get into the cars after we leave the church. Amen. We forget. We, we don't pay attention in church. We don't listen to what God is trying. No, it's not me that you need to be listening to. It's what God is saying to you as the preaching is being preached. You need to listen for the voice of God. It's not some title that the preacher throws at and a lot of times says, what's the title of the message? I don't give titles. I, don't, I got a little outline in my head and I hope when you leave here, there has been some truth deposited into your life that you'll become a faithful hearer. You don't go back doing the same things that you've always been doing. Don't go back being the same wife you was. Don't go back being the same husband you were. The same child you were. The same church member that you were. The same Christian that you were. When you leave this place because the, the truth is here, if you're going to leave just like the, you came in service after service, week after week, this becomes nothing but a social club. We're wasting our times. But I'm telling you, and I'm persuaded by better things of this crowd, we're not here for a show, but we are here to hear the Word of God and let God direct our lives. And not only that may God direct our lives, but we can help those around us and our families, our friends, to show them what God can do for them. We're here to say God make a difference not only in our lives and our families' lives. So when we go back into that lost and dying world, we can help somebody else. How many messages have you heard about faithful, steadfast, unmovable? How many messages have you heard that the storm is coming? We need to watch out and we need to uh, forget everything that we've heard. The storms are not out there, not out. Problems come our way. We forget about being faithful. We forget everything that's been taught to us. Everything's been said. But if we'll grab a hold of the Word of God and let it take real refuge in our life to make a change in our life, it'll make a difference in your life. 
not being a forgetful hearer. We're a forgetful hearer because of our attention. I, I'm bad about letting my mind wander. I told you that. I'm bad about it. My mind drifts a lot. I, I've, I've sat down in my office and, and looking at the computer and I'll be just sitting there looking at it and I'm scratching my head because I don't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I am a forgetful person. I want you to understand something tonight. I am nothing. It's not me that's important about listening to me. There's nothing about it. It's the Word of God that's important to listen to tonight. I'm telling you what will make us forgetful hearers if you have made yourself focus. Because you're not careful. You're going to walk into the church, sit down, and look up at the uh, podium, and, and, and you just listen to the preacher go, yak, 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 yak. And by the time you're through, and by the time you're over, you walked out, and you've forgotten whatever's been said, and you're just forgetting about it. We need to make sure that our attention is given to the Word of God when the Word of God is being preached. We need to make sure that we are focused on what God is trying to show us. We need to focus on what God wants us to grab a hold of. There are some changes that need to be changed in every one of our lives, and we cannot be changed unless we focus on the Word of God being preached to God's people. Amen. If you don't... Be careful, you become a forgetful hearer every time you come to church. Because your attention is not here. I, I, I was preaching in Florida one time, and I was preaching away, and I, I just, and all of a sudden I said, I bet you somebody here is not even listening to me. And sure enough, when that service is over, a pastor, a friend of mine, a pastor, came up to me and said, Jimmy, you caught me. I said, what are you talking about? He says, when you said someone is not listening to me, I was he. I said, what are you doing? He says, I was thinking about getting oil changed, thinking about what I was going to have for supper. We lost it. We, we need, our attention needs to be focused on the things of God in the house. And we, we can be forgetful hearers because of our affection. In verse 21, wherefore lay aside all filthiness, severity, and of the naughtiness. Look at the past part, last part of verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows and their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. The second kind of hearer in this text is a forgetful hearer, not because of his attention spam, not because he's not paying attention, he is a forgetful hearer because of his affection problem. He's not really lucking the word of God. You know why some people are, are forgetful hearers? And when I talk about forgetting, I mean it doesn't mean anything in life and their walk. When the seed is constantly trying to be sown into your life and tries to get good advice to point you in the right direction, only to watch you go out there and totally do the opposite of what God is trying to do in your life. It's upsetting to watch somebody to come down and you know that they need help and you know they reach out to God and God is trying to get them attention, trying to get their attention and trying to show them what needs to be changed in their life. But as soon as they heard the word of God and they come to the altar, as soon as they go out the door, they have forgotten everything that God is trying to do for them in their lives. 
We are forgetful hearers. We find in the text there's no serious consideration in this person's life. There's no serious consideration for the word of God. They have a serious consideration of what people have to say on social media. There's a serious consideration of what their friends have to say. But as far as it comes to the word of God, there's not really any serious consideration. I'm not going to pay attention to that. I, I'd rather listen to my friends and tell my friend, my friends tell me what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I want to look at social media and see what social media is saying about me. You know what? We, if we give more attention to the word of God than the things outside of the realm of God, we might live a better life. I'd rather hear what God has to say than what social media have to say or what my friends have to say, I, I, what the world has to say. I'd rather hear what God has to say and direct my life. And you, you have somebody that's been living for the Lord 10, 15, 20 years. Listen, young people. You got people who've been living for the Lord 10 to 15, 20 years. They, they've been down the road. They've walked with God. They've served God. They're living for God. That's the person you need to listen to. You need to sit around and let them direct you and tell you what's going on. That's what you need to get a hold of, young people. Let me tell you, young people, the world is going to try to pull you away because they don't want you to hear what God has to say. I have to remind myself because I do get discouraged. I have a real problem about being discouraged. I, I, I can do only so much uh, introspection in my life. I can only look at it so much. I, I get to start thinking it's my fault. The reason why this is going this way is my fault. And, 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 I, and the reason why this is happening is my fault. I, I really get down on myself. faithful here it's easy for us to turn into a Martha he said what do you mean Martha well look at Luke chapter 10 right quick with me verse 38 everybody knows the story here's a woman that has a detention problem why is she forgetful here? Because of her attention, she's not in the right place. It said, uh, verse 38, now it came to pass as they went and, and that he entered into this certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into the house. And she, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard the words. Jesus tells this woman, Martha, I appreciate your service, but your attention's in the wrong place. Your attention's in the wrong spot. While the word of God is being opened up, while Mary is, uh, she's there sitting and getting attentive to the word of God because she show, shows the needs that this, this is in her life. She knows that she needs something in her life. She knows she, she has to have something in her life. But on the other hand, Martha, your attention is not on what Jesus is saying. I, I imagine in Martha's mind, well, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him. I'm listening to him. I, I imagine she's thinking, when I'm, I'm, I'm laying the table out and I'm spreading all that, I'm still listening to the word of God. I'm still hearing Jesus say stuff. I, I, I'm not giving him my full attention, but I, I, I still hear him. Let me just say that you cannot divide your attention. 
Jesus said, no, you do not have my attention. Your attention's a little bit here, a little bit there, it's a little bit everywhere, but you're not focusing on what I'm saying. Maybe that's why when Lazarus died between Mary and Martha, there was two different reactions going on with this. Because Mary was attentive to the word of God and he was telling her what was going to happen, but Martha was so busy doing something else. And can I say that's the way we get sometime in church, we get so busy doing something else that we don't catch the word of God and let that God, word of God sink into our lives. Three times a week we preach him, teach him. When your attention should be on something that is needful in your life. Listen, needful in your life, something that is important in your life. Instead of your attention is on everything else. You're going to miss something and that's very needful in your life that you're going to need down the road. So many things get our attention except what the important things in our life today. We so often prioritize the trivial and trivialize what is most needed. We take the things that really shouldn't mean a whole lot in our lives and we make that the number one priority in our life when the Word of God should be the number one thing in our life and we kind of put it on the back burner. We're not giving it the attention that we should. It's not our top priority. I think I can get by without having the Word of God for the next few days. I don't know. I, I can't do it. Let me say there's nothing more important in your life than the house of God, the Word of God, and the commandments of God. The stuff by hearing correctly and putting it into practice, what Jesus said, look at Mark chapter 4 for me right quick. Practicing what you hear when God speaks to your heart. Talking about our attention, we should, there's so many things that distract our attention. Let me give you, let me give you an illustration of what can distract your attention. We had prayer meeting here at 11 o'clock Friday. This was in my pocket. I've forgotten. Twice this thing gone on. I'm, we're in prayer. I'm praying. The good and bad ugly comes on. And I, I hit it right quick. So, well, uh, and all of a sudden, oh, man. So I pull it down and I shut it off right quick. And everything. This is one of the biggest distractions you can have in your life. Amen. And, and, and I'm telling you, Samsung and iPhone, all these apps, whatever these, whatever they're making it so easy. Can I say, I've got the same exact thing right here as I do here. I, I, I challenge you to take your phone and open up your Bible, lay it beside your Bible and start reading your Bible. It won't take long. Ding, 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 ding. Dang. Or somebody calling about Medicare that I really can't, I can't, I don't need it. Or spam. I, I get the calls all the time and I'm constantly doing that. But this phone will distract you from the things that's important in your life. I challenge you to go home, open your Bible, and just lay it down right there. And mine's off right now, so it ain't going to do that. <laughs> if it would, I've been problems. But I challenge you that, hey, 
This thing is an attention grabber. And there are so many things in our life that grabs our attention that it takes away the focus that we need to get our lives on, and that's the Word of God. Verse 23, if any man have ears, let him hear. Let him hear. If he said unto them, take heed that ye hear with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and to you that hear shall more be given. Be careful of what you listen to. Why do so many Christians grow faster than other Christians? It's because they're trying to take in more and more of God. They, they want more of God. God gives them more of un, uh, understanding, more knowledge of the Word of God. They grow in their walks. They grow in the, the life of God. In verse 25, for he that hath faith to him shall be given, and he that have not from himself he shall be taken, even which he hath. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as is that a man should cast seed before the ground. We know what the seed is, is the word of God. The kingdom of God is like this, casting seeds into the ground when we grow on the ground. And you're getting seeds and you're preaching, you're teaching, you're reading the word of God. And you're throwing those seeds out. Verse 27, and should sleep and rise day and night, and the seed should spring forth and grow up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade and then the ear, after that the full corn of ear. That is how growth comes into a Christian life. You know how it happens? You just be attentive to the Word of God, your Bible, your preaching, the reading of God. Years down the road, you'll notice that you'll start remembering scriptures. You'll repeat that scripture. You say, where did that come from? You'll start and say, well, I know that story. I've read that story. I know that scripture. I've heard that scripture. It's like a garden. You grow a garden. You plant seeds and you're attentive. You just can't throw the seeds out and walk away. So, well, I know it's going to come up. No, you've got to give that garden some attentive of your life. You've got to put something into that garden in order to get something out of that garden. And the same thing with the word of God. You've got to put something into the Word of God in order God to give you something back. We talked about this morning. I want to give God my life because God gave me my life. I want to loan it back to Him that He may direct my life. And the same thing with the Word of God. You've got to give something back to God and let Him direct your life. Amen. It's like a garden. The Word of God is like a garden. But we're forgetful hearers. We forget. I tell you what, the Word of God, can you do, do this? The Word of God is able to change your life. The Word of God is able to change your life. If you let it, it can change your life. You, you can say, say the, that the book, yeah, that book can change your life. It said in the verse 21, receive the meekness of the engrafted Word, which is able to save your soul. The Bible said the word of God is with effectual worketh also in you that believeth. You first got to believe the word. If you don't practice it, it doesn't work for you. If you don't believe it, if you don't grab a hold of it, it doesn't do any good for you. Let me show you what it will do. In Acts 20, Paul said about leaving the church and never seeing them again. In 
He said in verse 31, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone day and night with tears. And now, brethren, I commend to you to God and to the word of his grace that which is able to build you up. God, the word of God is able to build you up when you're feeling down, when you're getting low, when you just feel like the world is caving in on top of you. The word of God says his, the word is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. You know what the word of God is able to do? It will build you up when you feel defeated. The book is able to make you wise. That's what the word of God says. Any lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth the men all liberally and unbraiding and not, and you shall give it to him. You can get knowledge in any place. You can go to college and get knowledge. You can go to school and get knowledge. You can get friends out of knowledge. You can get knowledge about anything you want to get knowledge about. But you can only one place that you can get wisdom, and that is from the word of God. Second Timothy 3.15 and from that child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make these wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. The Word is able to save your soul. It is able to build you up. It is able to give you wisdom. I'm blown away by some people who talk to you and say, I, I need help. I need help from the Word of I need something like my life. And, and you take them to the Word of God and you show them that the Word of God is able to do the things that you tell them to do, but yet they don't grab a hold of it. They don't hear it. And they walk out and turn it around. The Word is able to defend you. If you get your affections in the book and you get a hold of the book, watch what the book is able to do for you. Titus 1.9. Holding fast the faithful word as they have been taught that it may be able to, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convince the gangslayer. For there are many unholy and vain takers and deceivers, especially they that are the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things that are not, ought not, but filthy lucre's sake. The Word of God is able to uh, help you defend yourself against the attackers of the deceivers and the world and the devil today. It, it'll help you when you need the help to face off the devil. When you're going to have a, uh, you got to have a lot of affection for the Word of God in order for it to help you. I find that we remember that which is we love. Amen. Remember those things that we love. And that which we do not love, we don't remember. I, I find too many Christians are not remembering what the Word of God is saying that can help in their life. They, they, they need help. They need something. But yet they're not remembering what the Word of God has says. And can I tell you tonight, like I said this morning, there's an accountability of what's going to, with how you raise your life, how you hold your kids what you teach him, what you bring. There's accountability for that. But also there's accountability for you and I about the Word of God. We're going to be held accountable. But whoever looking at the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the Word. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Who does the blessing? God does the blessing. God rewards and God takes account of whether you're do, doing or just hearing and forgetting. 
There, there's going to be an account given for every one of them how God will bless you in your life. And I'm talking about using your life and doing great things in your life, getting you to a place in your life that you need to be at, directing your life. And the only way you can get that is if you have a, desire, a sincere desire for the Word of God, if you fall in love with the Word of God. Jesus said, now this is scary, Jesus said that a man that hears my word have but one judgment, him. And that's the word. If you hear the word of God, it says the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. That's, that's scary stuff right there. We're going to give an account of what we did with the word of God. And we're going to give an account for how many times the Bible, you've read it. It's not how many Bibles you have. It's not how many times you come to church. It's not about how many times you do. But what you're doing with the Word of God in your life. Remember this. To whom as much is given, much is required. And God has given you everything you need to protect yourself, grow yourself, and be what God wants you to be in this world. What are you doing with the Word of God? Are you a hearer, doer, or are you an unforgettable forgettable hearer? I believe so many Christians today are forgetful hearers. But can I say on this, and I'm done, can I say it on the retrospect of this? We, the message yesterday the man preached, Pastor Harold preached, was right on mark. We have too many churches today that will open up this word It'll sit here and they'll, they'll open the word up and they'll lay it right here. And never ever go into the word and read it. All they're going to give you is an opinion and a thought. But he preached like Brother Harold yesterday says, preach the word. The word. Not a word, not the word, not my word, not some word, but the word. And that's, this is the word right here. And we take this word right here and apply it to our lives, put it in our lives and say, hey, Lord, I want to be a doer of the word. I want to be a hearer and I want to be a faithful hearer of the word of God. And God will bless you. And this, this word is able to change your life so much. You just got to grab a hold of it. Amen. Just got to reach out and grab a hold of it tonight. Amen.